What's up? What's up? What is up? Another Friday. Another opportunity to get together and record the Ball Hawk Sports Talk. And then there were two. Our man ETP is traveling the highways and byways like a lot of us for the Thanksgiving holiday weekend or family time, as some of us like to call it. Uh, we will still be in the building, though. We're still going to bring it to you. Today's episode is going by the title of Black on Black Prime. That's right, Black on Black Prime. It's going to be an amazing show. You don't want to miss this. Fasten your seatbelts. Do whatever you need to do. The experience that is the Ball Hawk Sports Talk is coming to you right now. It's Black Friday, so we got on all black. And uh, at least one of us, not both of us, I was going to make a, a colorism joke. I ain't going to do that this morning. It's no. all about positivity when it comes to black on black. It's the Ball Hawk Sports Talk, the experience known as the Ball Hawk Sports Talk. Coming to you right now, man. So lock in. Uh, tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody that you know. We about to get into some good stuff, y'all. But no further ado, uh, girls and boys, uh, rats and cats, make sure that you get ready for the Ball Hawk Sports Talk. Let's go. Wake up, wake up, wake up, and stay woke. Because this is the Ball Hawk Sports Talk. With your boy, B. Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. the Ball Hog, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South. This is the place where sports, business, and entertainment collide. And we're going to give it to you rough, rugged, and raw. So come get you a spoonful, like some grits with butter and salt. You know how we do it in the South, y'all. Make sure you do not get caught in your feelings. Strap on your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. Come on, let's go, 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 Black on Black Prime in the building. Today is a day on Black Friday. We, 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 we are just, I'm talking about so black in our all black t-shirts and my, my black hat. Um, on Black Friday, um, tonight I am going to host an event. Um, it's called Black on Black Prime, and it's a series that I've done to celebrate all the positivity in Black communities. And uh, we are going to do that. But before we do, we got to make sure that we give proper, proper props coming to you from the Central Time Zone, the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend. He shall be known as and respected as. The Big Flow Show is in the building. What's up, my man? Man, what's good, America? What's good, B? Happy to be here. Happy to get up on a Friday and have only the show to do and nothing else but sit back, watch a little. You know, my my festivities, we do our state championships on Fridays and Saturdays, so catch a little state championship ball. I think uh, Iowa's playing today. Um, I think Iowa's playing Nebraska today. Okay. I don't want to do much. I don't want to do much. I don't want to do much today. Yeah, I didn't bring no leftovers home. That's the only thing I'm like, what the hell? Man, it, do, how long do leftovers last? Because we talk about Black Thanksgiving. Here it is on Black and Black Prime. How long do you give? What is the shelf life of said leftovers? How long after Thanksgiving do do, do the, the leftovers still qualify as edible? What say you? It depends on the on the substance. I mean, it's, it's a half-life, right? Because you, you're going to get at it, you know, some of this meat for a while and then you know, oh, ice my yeah. I don't know. I, you, I think all right. There you go. I think about Sunday is probably when you start looking at like, mm, and then maybe you might save a sandwich for Monday, and then that's it. The problem is you get tired of it 
before you before it goes bad. So then it's losing. We don't know what the last possible day was. I don't know that anybody bit at it and said, "Man, this this isn't good anymore." Because you either finished it or or you're tired of it. It feels like. That's um, I am. I I think I'm going with a week. I'm going with a week's time. Uh, a week, huh? You got a cold fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep it. Make sure that the temperature is regulated. You go weeks time, man. As long as the food is still good, you know. I don't do microwaves anymore. Um, but you put that thing on on. You just warming up on stove top. You good, baby. A week's That's a time. Conversation or something. You just swore off microwaves. Yeah, all together, man. It's a long story, but uh, it's a long story. I can't believe you. You learn something new about something. You think you yeah, know somebody, man. Yeah, yeah, and then you I do know. a show with them, and you find out that they no longer believe in the microwave. No, I, I got it, it's easier, but I digress. Um, but I say a week's time. Um, let's hop in, man, because I am sending this out to a few people. Uh, like we ask you every week, humbly, we ask you to like, comment, share. You can tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody you know. Please subscribe to both our YouTube channel and to our podcast. Um, as I send this out to a few, uh, a few of my, my, my different groups, man. But black on black prime. When you first hear that, because this is it's your first real introduction to it. I do the events here in New Jersey area. When you hear black on black prime, and and we ask everyone, please chime in with the first question: How long do Thanksgiving leftovers last? What is the expiration date? Do you get a week? That's what I say, um, or is it something less than? And then I ask you, man, when you hear black on black prime, what do you think of? I think of black on black crime with a C. Not a P. Yeah. So the first time you said it, I thought black on black crime, that's not a safe event. There must be a lot of security involved. But then you corrected me and said it's black on black crime. Right. So I you know, I say I, I say, what does Bobby have up his sleeve? That's what I think of. Hey, that's what we do every week, man. What do we have up a sleeve with the, the title? This one is is not as original as a lot of them because we've done a series. We being the uh, excessive celebration family where we throw events. We've done a series of events called Black on Black Prime. And the whole concept behind that, right, is that most of us, when we think of Black on Black Crime, we are forced to think of an image, forced to think of this phrase that had been used uh, originally in 1979 um, by our own people. Right. Ebony Magazine did an article back in 1979. And then there was another article in um, later in, in, in 1979 that was Black Enterprise. And essentially it was it was the concept that we know it as today, um, created by our own people as sort of a, 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 a challenge to make sure that we do better among our own people. It has since been commandeered, weaponized in political circles and taken to mean something that unfortunately is everything negative when it comes to black communities. What I did is I felt as though we can do the exact opposite and celebrate everything that is positive in black communities. And that's what we're going to do today. There's going to be an amazing, amazing lineup. We've got a few things um, that we're going to share with you, a few people that we're going to share with you, a few establishments this particular event, it's a series, but this particular event tonight um, that'll be at Moonshine, you in New Jersey, come on through, is it's combined with a warmth drive. So you can donate coats, hats, scarves, sweaters, anything. That's what it is. Um, but, but, but Black on Black Prime tonight is called the Black EST. 
right? And if you look at it, the first time you look at it, it looks like the blackest. But the EST is for establishment. The established. We all say it, right? I can wear a shirt established in 1977. That's the year I was born, right? My love for football is established like in 1984, right? And and we all have something that a year that we connect to because of, of an establishment, when it was established. And today we're going to talk about some, some black establishments. The black established, those who are established in different walks of life, let's come together tonight and give back. But on this show, let's come together and celebrate all that is prime, every, everything that is pure, so many amazing things in our black communities, some establishments that I'm going to share with you today. I hope that you will support. Uh, and that's what the Black on Black prime episode of the Ball Hawk Sports Talk is all about. So with no further ado, uh, let's hop on into the actual rough, rugged, and raw coverage of sports, business, entertainment like we do. Um, the sports side, when I think of a Black establishment, the sports side, I, I wanted to bring to you something that was special. Near and dear to my heart, um, uh, someone who I met in one of my group uh, text messages, right? It's a whole bunch of brothers. I've, I've alluded to these suburban brothers, and it's just, you know, suburban because we are straight up in the suburbs. But a lot of us were born and raised in communities that um, are unfortunately um, depicted in, in certain ways when you hear black on black crime. Now you've got this group of brothers, suburban brothers, that we're living in the suburbs and paying these high property taxes, uh, but we're representing all the things that are amazing and beautiful. And the fact that we have this text of brothers, this, this thread of brothers uh, in this community in itself celebrates all that is pure and prime and, and, and premium in our black communities. Um, so, so the sports edition of the black establishment is going to be none other than Black Watt Cycling. And um, for those of you who don't know what it is, just check this out, man. It's, a, it's an amazing, amazing endeavor. We've got the one of the co-founders here that, that is going to uh, tell us more about it. Um, but before we do, let me make sure, because I, I, I'm doing two things. I'm walking and chewing gum at the same time, y'all, today. Uh, my man Ellis ETP is not in the building, so... Uh, while while doing this, we've got to also. I'm going to be producing a little bit, so uh, I apologize. So we are production challenge today. I got the uh, extra the challenges point. today, y'all. Y'all stick with me, um, but we're going to go ahead and share this 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 uh, information uh, about black the black Watts cycling. As I can share it, boom. Let's hop on in to accelerate the health and power of black and brown men, families, and cultures. Who wants to ride, right? Anybody want to ride today? Want to ride? Let's meet up here. It was a chance for us to release safe space. And so when we came out of that ride, it was just like, wow, we have to do this more often. Like, we, we didn't realize how much we needed that, that, that hour to a therapy on a bike. And... Uh, that's what ultimately made Black Box. What, what I think that we can, or what I know we can accomplish in the next years, uh, is just growing our community, making our community bigger. Like cycling is one of those sports that uh, create this sense of vulnerability. And when you're vulnerable, you open yourself up and kind of have to drop the ego. And it's a representation of life because when you're climbing that hill, you got to take your ego out of it. 
you know it's it's gonna be tough and you're gonna be vulnerable with your brothers your family and that's what black watts means to me uh, we definitely want to get involved clearly and obviously with the local businesses in our in our area as well as uh, charities but uh, on a larger scale we definitely want to get involved with the kids and getting kids on bikes I get goosebumps anytime we go on the ride or we start laughing and we're joking and you know or or you know we're we're talking about struggle we we have with our children or something that our wives have done to unnerve us. <laughs> <laughs> wives, we love you. We love you very much. Yes, we do. <laughs> But we want our group of people that share our same values around community, family, camaraderie. Man, I don't know uh, if I've seen something as powerful as that, man, in a long time to see, uh, you know, uh, these brothers coming together, man. So it, it brings me nothing but joy to introduce one of the co-founders of Black Watts, as you saw introduced there in the video, none other than my man, Chad Bennett, to the screen, man. What's going on, my <laughs> brother? What's the good word? What's going on? Man, you know what it is, man. You you inspired me when I watched the video and I see brothers coming together. And, uh, you know, so I, I wanted to start off when it came to the black establishments that we support here, Black on Black Prime. I wanted to start off with Black Watts, man. Uh, the you. cycling, it is, it is definitely, it falls purely in that category of sport. And so this this is like a two minute two minute offense, man. We gonna okay. we, we want people to understand black establishment. So cool. I'm gonna ask you three basic questions, and then I'll turn it over to Big Flow Show. Uh, but the first question is, when was Black Watts established? We were established uh, in 2020 around May, uh, like in the heart of the pandemic. Awesome, man. And then the, the next question is, why was Black Watts established? Yeah, good question. We were established because during that time, right, we were in, we were in lockdown. Uh, so there was really, really no way for us to get out and, and really exercise and, and congregate amongst us and, and really, you know, like relieve some stress uh, without being socially distant. Right. Um, so we felt like cycling was that 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 exercise that we could do where we can get everyone together be outside and and congregate and kind of talk about what was going on in the world right. um during that time so cycling became became the sport for us other than you know whether it was going to the gym or playing basketball that's awesome man and then the last question i have before i turn it over to big flow show uh, is, you know, who, who established Black Watts? We, we have, you know, when it was established, why it was established, but we need to know who. Who, is, who established it? Yeah, so there are three co-founders, myself, Chris Harvell, Akil Janah, but quite frankly, it was a community that established it. It was a community of, of Black and Brown fathers in our neighborhood that came together. That Father's Day weekend, we got on our bikes for 14 miles, and we had a chance to kind of, you know, uh, build that camaraderie that we were kind of missing over the last few months. So while we do have three co-founders, I, I would say the community built it. 
Awesome, brother. Built by the people, for the people. <laughs> uh, my man, Big Flow Show, coming from the Windy City. I know that you weren't familiar with Black Watts. It's, it's my honor mm -hmm. to introduce it. I'll, I'll turn it over to you if you have any other questions for yeah, my so man, Chad. Were you a cyclist before or just something you picked up a new hobby and said, I'm going to start doing this? Yeah, I had been cycling since 2012, but it wasn't as consistent as I am now, right? Like, it was like once a month. I wasn't taking it very seriously. I wasn't wearing a helmet. I didn't have the cycling apparel. See, you see how you go? Those that are privy to our backstage conversations, I mentioned to him that I don't wear a helmet. And so he just took a little shot at me. But that's okay. That's okay. So for somebody who's just getting started in, in, in cycling, is this club for more advanced people? Or do you guys kind of have different rides? And like, what do you provide for your members, I guess I'd say? Advice. That's a great question. That's a great question. No, Blackwater Cycling is for everybody, everyone from all walks of life. It doesn't matter if you've been cycling for the last 15, 20 years or you just got your brand new bike and you're not even quite sure how some of the components work on your bike. We have programs that are for introductory riders. And then we also have some some cycling programs for for those that are looking to get after it a little bit more aggressively. Um, so it, it, it's really for everybody. So I will come to your site. So let's say I joined, I could, uh, you say, Hey, today, everybody, we're going to do six X amount of miles. Or this week, we're going to try to get these three rides in. How, how does that work? Like for somebody who's a, a member of your, of your club? Yeah. So, uh, we have a, a community within the black watch cycling club, right? And so all of our rides can accommodate everybody. Um, we have folks that have been riding for 10 plus years, mm -hmm. they would lead those group rides. And then we have folks that need some, some education on how to climb or how to shift gears. We have people that will focus on making sure they're able to get through that ride. So really one, one ride in itself can cover everybody. Okay. And how, how would somebody communicate with that? Like, so let's say I, I signed up tomorrow. Is there like a, a message board? Is there a text group? You know, how, how sophisticated is that communication? Since, you know, yeah. I'm in Chicago, you guys are in New York, and I say I want to re-represent Naperville in the Black Wise Club. Do I get, like, a patch and, like, a cut, like a motorcycle <laughs> deal, or, or do I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I want to make sure people You might be on to something. You might be yeah. on. I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, is there initiation time? Oh, we talk about that. <laughs> hey. um, so we communicate by Slack. We feel Slack is a, the best way for us to communicate, no matter if you're in Chicago or if you're in New Jersey or we've got club members in Dallas and Florida and Atlanta. Um, so that is our primary use of communication um, in terms of what you would get when you join Black Watts. Um, we do offer what we call a club kit. So that's a cycling jersey along with a cycling bib shorts or tights. As you refer to it, big <laughs> look at it. You got anything for people that are real sexy? Because I saw the little outfit. No, you say real thing. sexy. Describe that. Describe it's what you sexy. mean by you know, real guys sexy. Guys are above six. I say everybody in that thing looked like you know what I'm saying point guards. I'm just saying. <laughs> everybody looked like the point guard or the kicker. How about with the sexier individuals? You got something a little more flattering. You know what I mean? I got all my business on the street. I might get pulled over. You know I, mean? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Well, the the club the club kits they do come in tights, right? But you can get some that are a little more relaxed fit. Where at least on the top, I would I would caution wearing like relaxed overall. fit. Yeah, like overalls. I would. <laughs> we don't. We don't. I, I, look, we're gonna work on that with your fashion people, but. <laughs> 
I think it's a great movement. I think anytime you have something, um, you know, back in the day, uh, I used to run. I joined the running club, and I never had a bit more structure running in my life than doing that. I think any people who are into exercise, you know, I, I ride a Peloton now, um, which you explained to me kind of the differences there. But, you know, there's Peloton Dad's group. Anytime you have any sort of fitness, for those of you guys thinking about, you know, New Year's resolutions are around the corner. Anyone trying to do fitness, joining a club, a social club that makes it added pressure to you, makes it fun and gives you some fellowship and different things. I, I encourage it. I love what you guys are doing. I think this is a great idea. Um, can we talk to them again about how people would join and reach out to your club? But yeah, before you do, before you do, before you do, before you, because I definitely want to, I want to end there because I want that to be fresh on people's mind how they join the club. I, I just wanted to interject with one other question because I do see my man Mike Zarn says, "Can O line join?" And Big Flow Show alluded to sexier or the yeah, sexiest. Our bikes gonna look a little different than Mike. I know, man. You probably got the same bike with a big seat and a fat tire. <laughs> gonna, they're gonna have like a little big boys club. We're gonna do something. But I, I did want to say, because I'm sure that that might be one of the main objections you hear from brothers joining, right? Is that I know I didn't wrestle because of the, the, the wrestling outfit. And I'm assuming that there's people out there, brothers especially, and I, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm one of them, that it might be because of the attire that we decide not to join. And, and to that, you would say what? Because it is about health, and, and I've got to get over it, and others have to get over it, but I think yeah. you'd be best equipped to tell us, you know, um, what we need to hear in order to get get over that and, and improve our lives and our and, and our heart. Yeah, how I respond to that is come as you are. I think the goal is to get you on the bike first, and then as you start to get a little more excited about riding more frequently then we could talk about the benefits of that cycling kit because it's not just for pure aesthetics right you know if you think about other sports um that th that concern themselves with aerodynamics you know like why does football players wear tights you know why does track runners wear tights you know then we can start to talk about that i think for right now the goal is to get you comfortable riding in groups and riding more frequently than you are today perfect Perfect. Now, uh, back to what Big Flow Show was uh, uh, offering in the opportunity for you to tell people how they can be themselves more active and, and support, specifically support. Why well, I want you all active on a bike. I want you to also understand how to specifically support Black Watt cycling. So give us that information, if you would, Chad. Yes, you can go to www.blackwatts.cc. From there, you could join as a member, or if you just want to support what we're doing, go to the shop. We've got apparel for you. We've got T-shirts. We've got hoodies. We've got coffee mugs. We we, we would appreciate it. Thank you. If you would, um, because when, we're going to let you go. I don't know you're, and, and look, this brother not only is doing his thing, man, and, and running the cycling club, but traveling with family now made this time on Black Friday to celebrate something as amazing as this to um an offering for for black men uh and i and i know you know people might mess with you because it's targeted towards black men right affinity groups have come to the come under attack and people say well do, why do we need affinity groups but uh i like this affinity group and i think black men being your target is especially pointed considering our health issues correct um, but if you wouldn't i would love for you to on the comments man to just just type in that exact same website so people can click on and support you and support the shop buy something y'all got a real nice vibe man black watts mm -hmm. the, the, the attire is dope you guys got some really good memorabilia man so if you would What's just hop back on the bike he might join 
You say say again, Big Flo. Once Bobby learns how to ride a bike, he might. Yeah. <laughs> I know he was never taught. And I would like to. I, I would like Touché. to. Yeah. While we while we are targeted towards black and brown men, the club is for everybody. We do have women that are part of the club. We do have other races that are part of the club. As long as you support and promote the initiatives around improving the community through health and wellness, then you are welcome in Black Watts. My man. I'm glad you said that. I think that's a good thing to put out there, you know, not trying to be an exclusive club, but just trying to drive, again, with diabetes and high blood pressure and all different things that cycling is so good for. Um, I do think it's good. And there's not a lot of us riding around on bikes and there's not a lot of us living in the suburbs. So one way to congregate, I can see there's need for that. So some people who get put off by groups that have a name that may not sound like it's inclusive, I think you take a sec, take a step back and realize why they're established before. And I think it's good that you mentioned it. So thank you. I love the fact you got black in the name, my brother, because uh, <laughs> there was a time, you know what I mean? The black sheep, black male, everything black was negative. But we in 2022, and uh, not only are we living in the suburbs, man, we're living our best lives and our best dreams, man, and we're doing it unapologetically. So salute to you, King. Keep doing your thing, Black Watts, man. Y'all make sure y'all support it. Uh, he'll come back on. He'll make sure he types in the link to the comments so people also can can have it at your fingertips, at their fingertips. And then from there, man, off and away we go. Continue cycling, my brother. And happy thank holidays you. to you, man. Thanks. Um, Same to y'all. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Um, how amazing is that, man? On Black Friday, we got the Black Watt Cycling representative here. Um, that was our first category, sports. Uh, but we ain't done there. We ain't done that. You got to coordinate, baby. You got to coordinate. We not done that. Because there's also another element, uh, and, and we have business. So before we get into business, man, I'm going to just hop real quick to a few of the stories of the week. And one of the stories was Jerry Jones. Uh, we will do another feature of another black establishment coming up here in a second. But I, I just wanted to at least talk about Jerry Jones. There was a picture that surfaced of Jerry Jones back when he was 14 years old that looked at it looked as though it was one of those segregation pictures where it was us versus them, right? It was one side versus the other side. And the uh, people that protested, these black students going to their schools and among the crowd, there is a young man, the right young age of 14. Awfully- a lot like Jerry Jones. A lot like Jerry Jones. <laughs> like a lot. So now, now Jerry Jones is every bit of ninety. If Jerry, Jerry Jones, one hundred thirty-seven years old. Then we talk about when he was fourteen. But there are some things that that have been notorious in terms of who you are and your upbringing that is tough to outgrow. Did you have? I mean, you can't have an issue with a picture of taking when he's fourteen. Does it say anything about Jerry Jones? And a lot of people said no surprise here because Jerry Jones has run his team and, and, and treated his talent in ways that would suggest that he indeed was a part of the, uh, the, the, the opposition as it comes to uh, segregation or integration, rather. Uh, what, what did you think about the picture? Is it much to do about nothing on this day, Black Friday, and this week when we're celebrating everything black on this particular episode, Black on Black Prime? What does it say to, to see a Jerry Jones? Because there are people who, who, who protested the NFL um, in light of the Colin Kaepernick response and the collusion that the NFL teams were found guilty of. There were people that turned the TVs off, and, and those people would say, aha. This is why. This is who the owners are. 
this is why we can't support a a, a, a system in the NFL that uh, profits off of black bodies and does not reward black pockets. And now you see this picture. I got to say, man, it, it, it looks like some there is there when you see the picture. What say you? First, I say I don't really have a strong opinion of Jerry Jones one way or the other. I don't really think of him. Like, I you know, I know who he is, whatever. I don't, I'm not a Cowboys fan. I don't like the Cowboys. I don't have a strong opinion of a man that has no impact on my life. He's not a figure, of, a public figure of any substance, you know, that I think of. So that's how I start there. Second, I kind of fall short of looking back into someone's past when they're 14 years old mm-hmm. and making a judgment. His, his excuse was he was he was there out of curiosity. Who knows? He might have been yelling. He may have had a pitchfork or a pistol in his pocket. Who knows? But are you really surprised? And, and, and hear me out when I say this. If you go back in time, he's 80 years old. So you go back 60, 66 years ago. I think I did the right. math right. 66 years ago, right? This is before. I mean, this is desegregation of the schools and do whatever. I would say that there's a lot of people back then lots lots of people who were probably in the in the realm of i don't want to mix the schools i don't want to do this whatever from whatever fear they've grown up with and whatever and i would say that there's a lot of people who have since kind of grown out of that so if you show me an 80 year old uh white man and tell me when he was 14 years old and he said some racist stuff you're never going to shock me you're never going to floor me if you take anyone from our age group I'm a little older than you but our age group and you go back to when he was 14 years old if you don't think he that person ever used a homophobic slur i would never be shocked by anything but now you look and say we don't say that we don't do that you learn you know better you, you learn better i don't want to excuse the man i don't know what he is today but i'm just not going to be surprised by somebody from that era going back to an era where a large part of the country was dropping n-bombs saying this and doing that and today, a lot of those people are have either changed or kind of died off, you know, and did whatever. So I, I'm not surprised. It did, I don't feel any differently about him before. Well, he wasn't going to be godfather to my child either way, unless he was going to write a check. Uh, my man, Mike Zarn, and we appreciate everyone, uh, like always, man, those those who are, are, are a part of the live recording. Please like, comment, share, tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody you know, and subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast. Mike Zarn comments and says, I, I read that he said it was him, he uh, but he said he went because he was curious. Um, and, you know. Quick thinking. I, quick thinking, right? How you describe it matters. Um and and I agree that it's tough to judge people today by standards that are different than when the picture was captured. Uh, I just I think that the, the, those among us, a lot of the black community, turned off the NFL for two years in response to Colin Kaepernick, and I think this does give rise to the notion that some of the owners and and you don't know what's truly in someone's heart. Uh, even if even after they say something, you don't know what's truly in someone's heart. So I'm not going to put racism necessarily. I'm not going to charge him with that, being a racist, Jerry Jones. But I will say those who did turn off the NFL, uh, seeing a picture like that gives rise to the concern that the NFL is built and, and, and the foundation of it is a bunch of owners that a lot of times don't necessarily um, live the most diverse lives. And so an interesting picture. 
Is it telling about what Jerry Jones thinks and, and how he operates his, his, his organization? I won't go that far, um, but it does make you say things that make you say, hmm, it's one of those. Yeah, I'll get it. 14 years old, I'm not going to pass judgment on somebody from something they did 64 years ago. Unless you killed somebody, right? And even then, you get charged as a child, a juvenile. If you were to kill somebody when you're 14 years old, you could you could grow out of it. So, I'm not saying I like Jerry Jones or don't, but it's much it's much to do about nothing. Much to do about nothing. I get it. I, I'll give you that one. I'm still deciding. Um, what a great interview, man! Black Watch, my man Chad Bennett, and he gives us more uh, 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 information, but also gives us an opportunity to to. Um, to follow the movement and to support, purchase some of the gear. Even if you're not a cyclist, everybody that I know at least wears a shirt. Y'all all wear hats, right? So you can go and support Black Watts and be supportive of what is a initiative that is uh, encouraging better health. Uh, the other story that I wanted to get to was Kyrie. Because Kyrie wore some mysterious black shoes that people went out and said were what they said they were sketchers or pro sketchers. They were sketchers. And then his socks, they said the socks were like what do they call it, socks? Hanes. Hanes. Hanes socks and 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 you know some 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 black mysterious shoes. Uh but but it turns out that they were Nikes. From a business standpoint, I will say this is that um Nike Phil Knight came out earlier and said that it seems as though, in his opinion, Kyrie has gone too far and that they were more than likely going to sever the relationship with Kyrie. This is within the same month that Adidas has now severed ties and parted ways with Kanye. And so from a business standpoint, knowing our value and knowing just what we're worth, um, seems to suggest because there have been some things out there about Kyrie and Kanye should come together and create their own shoe. Uh, seems to suggest from a business standpoint, they're going to be some decisions. Some Yeezys, some of those Yeezy phones. Right. That would be um, so revolutionary. <laughs> while, while, they, while they indeed were not Skechers or Pro Kids, they turned out to be Kyrie's. It does make us scratch our head about the business decisions that are being made and how they're being made in connection with things that have nothing to do with the sport. It's if, if Phil Knight does indeed move on from Kyrie, it's not going to be because Kyrie sat out a million games last year and didn't take the vaccine. It's not going to be because Kyrie's, you know, uh, assist to turnover ratio has changed in the last, you know, several, probably several months. But but um, it won't be anything to do with what happened on the court. It's going to be because of what has been described as going too far. And what do you think about that from a business standpoint? Um, and I'll get to you, Casey. I see your question. I'm definitely going to answer it. But what do you think about that when it comes to Kyrie from a business standpoint before we get to our next guest? I would say that, I mean, people have spokespeople for shoes or clothing or, or any product based on the fact that they think their image will sell product. So Nike has to decide, will Kyrie's image sell product? I think it probably still would have because most people don't really care. I don't think most of the people who buy uh, Kyrie's gym shoe really care about the move, even paid attention. I think the amount of people out there buying shoes, there's going to might be a few people. I mean, look, they made Colin Kaepernick. They stood behind him, right? He was as controversial in, in many regards, and, and their stock went through the roof when he did that. So I'm a little bit surprised 
because the fact that Kyrie apologized for what for 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 what happened and he quietly jumped through hoops because I didn't see anything. And we've we've chatted about we've te- texted about that through the weeks. I know he's supposed to jump through all these hoops. I didn't really see him do anything. I thought they were gonna make him do the uh, Game of Thrones shame walk, and they really didn't really. From what I, I saw, think they just, did. They just do it publicly. He had to give a certain amount of money. He had to sit with some Jewish community leaders for sensitivity training but or they didn't for clown awareness. It, like that's not that big of a deal to me if they didn't clown it. Like they didn't parade him out there and say. He's gonna like I just see news cameras while he's meeting with them and they're you know hitting them over the head and telling them to repent. You know what I mean? So it, it softened what I thought what they're making him jump through. I didn't like them making him jump through a lot, but at least they softened. I don't say at least I don't want to give them too much credit, but didn't humiliate him the way that I thought they were gonna to try to do it. And he got to come back and now he's just hooping. So I don't know why Nike did that. It must be some other reason because in two or three weeks nobody really was gonna care anymore. I think this, this is going around the cycles. So Nike's made their their decision to do it, and you know maybe they're getting pressure from some other people to do it. But he'll get—I don't know if he'll get picked up again. That's the question. Yeah, I don't know, I, if, I don't know if he's going to get picked up again either. But it does strike on this day, Black Friday, on this episode, Black on Black Prime. It does. It it, it it makes me take a moment to appreciate just how powerful we can be when it comes to where we exist in the hierarchy of commerce. And while it just has been thrown out there, the possibility that Kyrie and Kanye come together and form their own shoe, I think having our own and being that powerful and not needing a Phil Knight to give us a a, 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 a pass, if you will, for a mistake that we made uh, or not allowing Phil Knight to have the power such to tell us whether or not we're capable of a shoe or not is where we are in 2023 to 2022. I'm already looking forward to 2023, right? But when, when Michael Jordan made the joke that Republicans buy shoes too and had to explain himself several times, right? I didn't. I didn't think and foresee that we'd be at this point where a Phil Knight or an Adidas could have that much power over what we say, how we say it. And while Kanye, I think, has gone off the reservation and has has taken double down, triple down with things that I would now consider anti-Semitic, Kyrie never did that. Mm-mm. Kyrie didn't do it. And the 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 vehicle in which you would access that movie didn't get as much condemnation as Kyrie did. None. No, still any, none. Right? Only and by so, us. Like, the people saying, how come? I've never seen a single news story place anyone with any, polit- like, influential power come back and say anything about Amazon. And it's still there. It's still it there. Still there. Uh, quickly, because I do want to address this. My man, Casey Glee, thank you for, for commenting. He asked the question, so does Jerry get a pass from y'all? And I know that you explained it. And let me answer it, too, because I, I, I set it up more as a Q&A. I would say Jerry doesn't get a pass from me um, because although it was 14 years old, I think I learned how to treat people and learned the golden rules and um, really created the fabric of who I am and the interactions of, of how I, 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 I um, uh, encounter other people really before I was 14 years old. So to me, it shows sort of the root of what potentially could be a racist Jerry Jones 
Now, I do also agree with you when it comes to uh, uh, evaluating someone and how they treat you in real time versus a picture that was from when he was 14 years old. Jerry Jones, I think, has done a long, gone a long way to supporting his players. Jerry Jones has been someone that, and, and ironically, because black on black crime is a play off of the, the trope of black on black crime, right? Jerry Jones, ironically, has been one of the owners that no matter what crime was committed by any of his players, some of his players being black, he's gone to bat for them. So I'm not giving him a pass. But what I will say is I'm not going to I'm also not going to flat out call him a racist. It does show me that at some point in his life that he was surrounded by people that would object and protest to something as natural as integration um, for reasons that were, I think, purely based on race. So that means it's in there. What he has done over time and who he has met and the people that he has um, uh, done business with and the people that 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 he has uh, created friendships with. I think um, for me, I, I allow people to 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 have have moved away from that. I just don't know where Jerry Jones is. And that's the question that 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 some of the NFL detractors during the um Especially during the Colin Kaepernick saga, uh, this gives this this gives them a lot of of, 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 of sort of uh, gasoline on the fire when it comes to their rage for those owners. And I'll just say I understand it. I, I don't know one way or another, and that's the challenge when it comes to racism. I, I can only just gauge and judge you by your actions. And so that's where I'll leave it. I won't say I'll give them a pass, uh, but I will say that I, I'm also not going to hold his feet to the fire for some picture that was taken 14 when he was 14 with very little context, he did admit that it was him. He said it, he went because he was curious. It looked like right from the picture that that was a, a racist that was aligned and joined with other racists. Um, but at the same time, it, it, just very little context to the picture. I can't say that wholeheartedly. I'll give you last so, word on it. Casey, I, I, I'm glad you asked the question because I don't want to give that pressure. I gave a pass. I don't really have an opinion of Jerry Jones. Like I don't think about like if I watch the Cowboys game, I'm watching football. I don't hate, I don't like the Cowboys anyway, but I, I'm watching a football game. I'm watching to, to get beat independently of Jerry. So I don't really. It's not like he's a. If I knew him, like if he was a person that I saw every day that I knew that was an integral part of my life, I would do some digging. But I'm not surprised if an 80 year old rich dude. Actually, I saw he's from L.A. I thought he was from. I don't know if he moved to California, but some guy like that. That when he was 14 years old, had racist views. I bet you there's a bunch of them that you walk around every day that are not like that anymore, or maybe they are like that. Who knows? But like, I'm just not surprised by it. So when I say much to do about nothing, are you shocked that he was there? No. I mean, if you find out he was a complete racist, would you be shocked? No. I mean, would it change your opinion? I, I feel of him? No, because I don't have an opinion of him like that. So I don't want it to come across as a pass. It's just like, okay, you show me a picture of an 80-year-old dude that was in Arkansas in in 16. There, there was very few people that were saying, let him go to school in Arkansas in, in that year. So everybody from Arkansas that age, age group, you can you can hold ill feelings about him, or you can just go on, go to work tomorrow and whatever, and go on with your life. That's kind of the way I look at it. So it's not a pass. It's just kind of like, yeah, so what? You know, he was there. Okay, he admitted. He said he was curious. You can't prove if he wasn't. Whatever. That's what I look at. All right, fair. Um, back to Kyrie, Kanye, the possibility of them collabing together and doing their own shoe. I know that's just rumor, and I'm just throwing okay, it out money there. I'm to see him come down and some Yeezys and hoop. 
I want the big foam ones though. The, the, the big the, foam joints. That would kill me. That would, that would be uh, funny or, to see. Or the uh, car wash boots. I don't uh, think it would be in Kyrie's best interest to do that. <laughs> but it does. It does. It does uh, sort of strike this idea and this image of what we could be if we owned our own. And Phil Knight coming out today and saying that about Kyrie says that we still don't own our own. Michael Jordan, way back in the day, and saying Republicans buy uh, 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 Nikes too, says that at, at that point, we still didn't own our own. And so on this day, Black Friday, on, on this episode, Black on Black Prime, I just want to celebrate when we do own our own, right? At times, it, it, it's frustrating. And when I hear Phil Knight, to me, it's frustrating because not that I'm supporting the movie. I still haven't watched the movie. Not that I'm supporting the general idea of the movie, because again, I haven't seen it. I don't know what's in it. Not that I would ever be or say or act anti-Semitic. None of that. It's just frustrating to know that Phil Knight can be on wherever he's at, probably on some random island enjoying Thanksgiving and have an opinion as to whether or not Kyrie is worthy of being connected to Nike. That's the part that's frustrating because it feels as though we're we're always inches away from getting opportunities taken away from us. So I, I lead there and celebrate, absolute celebrate, absolutely, unequivocally, unapologetically celebrate when we own our own. And... Uh, our next guest is going to be under the business category, but more importantly is with his establishment on this black on black prom. With his establishment, what he's established, established uh, by our people, for our people, with his establishment, he's indeed taken uh, a, a huge step in making sure we own our own, uh, taking a huge step in, in making sure that how we are represented, how we are depicted is in a way that is uh, consistent with the prime aspects of Black on Black Prime. Uh, with no further ado, man, we're going to introduce uh, Pan TV. And the uh, founder of it will be joining us. But before we do, I want to make sure I share this amazing video. And again, y'all, y'all just hang in there with me because today I'm doing two things at once. So it ain't going to be perfect, but it's going to be in the right spirit. It's going to be, be in the right spirit. Uh, so no further ado, let me share this video. Bear with me there. Boom. And with that, let's get started. What's up, y'all? This is Laz Alonzo, and I want you to keep it locked on PAN. Download and watch PAN. You know why? Because black news, black media matters. Other words, a.k.a. real news. Real news, uh, produced by our own, a real brother, uh, produced by and for our own people. Um, you guys in the Ball Hawk Sports World live audience, please welcome uh, to the Ball Hawk Sports Talk, none other than the founder of Pan TV, Mr. Darren Harris. Hello, What's up, hello. man? What's going on? Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Man, Black on Black Prime, brother. We 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 are celebrating on this Black Friday uh, the fact that we can we can do things that are, are are prime and premium that are that are that are representative of Black excellence. 
back in 1979 and up until this day they've used this phrase black on black crime and they have have done a, a, a service to us man they have manipulated the people and they don't talk about the fact that crime happens within proximity they don't talk about the fact that that white people commit crimes because white people hispanic people they have done a sir a, 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 a real a, a real job on us man and how we look at each other and how unfortunately others look at us and so i celebrate you today my brother because you have done the exact opposite i celebrate the event tonight is about making sure we do the exact opposite celebrate all the excellence that it can be found in the black community you two are part of that suburban group of, of brothers on that thread and so um thank you man first and foremost for spending time with us and then i'm gonna ask you these three basic questions before we get into a more a uh, complex conversation, but the first one is simply: When was Pan TV established? Sure. So Pan TV was established in 2017. It just recently launched in the uh, iPhone, in the Apple Store, and in the Google Play Store. So quickly, I'll just tell you: Pan TV is a news platform where users can post and view stories that highlight Black culture. So similar to Instagram where you download the app, you create a profile, and you can upload stories about what's happening in your community. And uh, you guys are really speaking my language today because uh, you speak about owning our own in communication vehicles. And that's why we created Pan TV because we felt the need that black people need to own our stories more. We give out our stories on Instagram, Facebook. There's this thing called Black Twitter, which is actually not a real place. Um, but we create all the culture on you know, the Twitter I, I, I used to search for Black Twitter. I'd be like, man, where I find this Black Twitter? Everybody's <laughs> talking about Black Twitter. I'm like, I'm the only one can't find the app no place. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's not real, right? So what we want to do is uh, move the traffic of Black Twitter essentially to a Black-owned platform, which is Pan TV. And, uh, you know, I know this is Black Prime Day. Pan TV stands for the Pan-African News Network. And Pan-African means of or relating to Africa. As a Black person, you know, across the entire globe, you are a Pan-African person. So I just wanted to tell you that real quick, Bobby. Before That's awesome, man. No, nah, you you, you kind of answered the why, because that was going to be the next question. Why was Pan-TV established? And you kind of answered it, but I'll, I'll ask again, and, and, and anything that you want to add to that, right? Because yeah. why did you establish it? Sure. So... What we notice is uh, two things, two problems that we're trying to solve. Uh, the first one is that mainstream media misses stories in the black community. Uh, and the, the second one is that the stories that they put out are not necessarily always accurate and they're disproportionately negative. So you turn on the six o'clock news tonight, it's very likely you're gonna, it's gonna start with someone black robbing somebody or doing something negative, right? And you see those stories over and over whereas we have other stories in our community. Um, but also what we wanted to do is uh, we noticed that the black community is looking for a hub. So think about other communities, right? Latinos have Univision and Telemundo. No matter what country you're from, you can turn that on and see stories about that community. Uh, think about the right wing, right? They have uh, Breitbart and Trump created uh, Truth Social, which is uh, a like an Instagram platform for them. Uh, but when you think about the black community, what we were finding is that we could wake up in the morning, um, 
we could go to ESPN and find who won the game. We could go to New York Times and see what happened in politics, but there's nowhere we could go to to find stories in the black community. Now what you're able to do is if you have the Pan TV app, you wake up, you hit that button, you'll see stories from different sources uh, about what's happening in the black community. And then you have the power also to upload stories about what's happening in your local community. And then what we're going to do is take those stories and broadcast them on mainstream sources so that we can change the narrative of what's happening in our community. I love that. Last question, man, is the, to the who, like who established uh, Pan TV? And I I know that you're one of the founders. I don't know if you have any partners, but, but the who gives us an, also a, a good understanding of black establishment. So um, I ask you the same question, who established it? Sure, so three co-founders, uh, myself, Darren Harris, uh, my background's in finance. Uh, I graduated from Howard University, so HBCU uh, connections there. Uh, my co-founder on the technology side, who's our chief technology officer is Diaz Duke. He's a, a coder and uh, an engineer based out in, uh, in San Francisco. And uh, his background is in tech. And um, the third co-founder, who's our chief legal officer, is Quincy Yule, also a Howard graduate. Uh, All of us are are Black men. uh, And what we were looking to do was solve a problem that we faced, which was, hey, we want to change the way that our community is viewed. And we want to have a hub where we can go and find stories about the Black community and share more positive stories. So uh, I would say, please download the app in the Apple uh, store and in the Google Play store, uh, create your profile and you'll be able to follow along stories uh, in the black community, but you'll also be able to add stories. So it could be anything as small as, you know, a high school graduation in a black community, you know, something that the news doesn't cover, but then it could also be something as large as, you know, Howard Homecoming, Afrotech, um, you know, large scale events in the black community, but it's really just about focusing on us and, and giving us a platform where we can speak freely and speak openly about what's happening. Brother, I celebrate you, man. And hold on, just because we're going to back up because you know how people are. If you tell them to do something then they got little Johnny in the back screaming and they didn't forgot, we're going to make sure we say it slowly for the people in the back of the room. Pull out your smart device right now. Right now, pull out the smart device, and we are going to download. What? How do they find it now, Darren? You go in the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store, and just search Pan TV. It's P A N N T V. Hit search, and you'll find the app right there, and download it. And you can see this is the logo for us. Mm-hmm. Right Pan. on one app comes up. I just did it. Only one app comes up, so you don't get confused. It's easy. Perfect. It's very easy. Download it, create your profile, and you'll be in the Pan community. You join the Pan community, we call you a Panther. So sign up, become a Panther. All right. Panther. I'll see what you did there. I see see what you did there. A little risky, but okay. I see where we're going with that. Uh, Big Flow Show from the Windy City, man. Look, the Windy City has been notorious for a lot of, um, you know, activism, right? Um, and, And he said a Panther, right? Uh, I don't know if you have any questions. I know you've already downloaded Pan TV, but I I, I hand it over to you. I just get you know, to introduce you to all my cool friends today, man. So I quit, man. Sure tell. I don't know who Bobby over to take care of Bobby. Y'all take good care of him over there. I appreciate it. <laughs>
Y'all looking after them. Hey, so you know, I, you know, you 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 struck something with me that you know conversations I have with people from all over the uh, country. You know, I'm you know my in my professional life, you know, I come across a lot of people that uh, that they're not used to coming across people like me, and we have intellectual conversations sometimes. And you know, they one of the questions is always coming up. It's like, okay, you know, when they look at the uh, Black Lives Matter movement and say, why are you guys only protested? Why is there only protests? Why do black people only care if someone else kills them? And I said, you know, the thing about that is you guys don't realize that we protest and march and do whatever when there's violence in the black community too, people just don't cover it. And they don't do it. They don't see it. But the narrative you only get is the news cameras come out, everyone wants to come out and they hopefully that we can tear something up and act a fool. No one wants to do the, pro- the, the peaceful side of the protest. They just want to look at the destruction. But I love the fact that you talked about like, you know, not just the stories you know, are not picked up, but they only do the negative ones and not the positive ones. So it's easy for somebody who's not that interested to sit back and say, look at what they're doing. This is so bad. And there's nobody in there that really cares. And they'd be wrong, but they would have all the evidence to show that they're right because of the news story. So um, I don't want to go too far on that, but I wanted to applaud that. So I want to ask you about the contribution. So someone contributes a news story that's written because, you know, in this day and age, there's a lot of fake news out there. Do you guys do anything to, to to vet out the news? So I can put up a story tomorrow. It, it sounds positive, but it could be full of lies. Are you guys going to slow that down? You're going to filter it out? How does that happen? Yeah, so so what we found and what a lot of other social media and, and, and news networks have found is that the community is the judge. So yeah. if you put up news that's fake and untrue, uh, there is a button where the community can say, you know, this is inaccurate, and they report you. Uh, and at that point, it gets taken down. I appreciate that, too, because I think there's so much fake, again, in these many intellectual conversations I have with people. People are always pointing me towards hocus-pocus sites saying, look, this is a fact. I'm like, this site isn't even professionally done. I know that no one put any research. It's just somebody with an ideology that just creates a story, and it doesn't take much to make something mimic a story. So I'm happy to hear that you guys at least do the self-policing with that. Now, the mainstream media story, you're saying the other things are, are stories you guys put. So that's from, just for lack of a better term, mainstream media sources, then you put those stories in there? Correct. So right now what we do is we source stories from Atlanta Black Star, uh, HBCUsports.com, and BlackBusiness.com. Okay. Um, we're breaking new partnerships every day where we'll have a larger flow in there. But we really want to do something to highlight HBCU sports. Uh, and there's a great website, which is hbcusports.com, which has been covering HBCU sports for years before it actually became a topic and, and people started caring about it because of, of Coach Prime. So we really wanted to highlight the HBCU sports. Uh, so we have that out there. Atlanta Black Star covers a lot of like the more gossipy stories, but people love that. So we, we put that in there also. And then black business, we really want to highlight black businesses and, and what they're doing in the community. And there's a lot of stories that don't make it to, you know, fortune um, about, you know, brothers who own Fuddruckers or people opening up um, grocery stores in their communities. So we're able to highlight that. And then what's that supposed to do is spark the user to say, OK, I see this story from blackbusiness.com on Pan TV. Now I can post one about, you know, this corner store that opened that somebody opened in, in my neighborhood. So we try to guide the users towards, you know, things that they can post, um, but you'll continue to see more uh, partnerships from us with, with other third-party sources. My and brother, I think you said from there that you take that stuff and you also go to the other, I hate using the main mainstream, but 
non-pan non-pan tv sites and you push those stories out there to kind of get that narrative going a little better exactly so if you think about our, our long-term um plans so as we grow and get more traction and more users on the platform what we're doing is we're talking to the mainstream platforms right now um, so that we'll be able to carve out time on their platforms to say, look, give us two to 10 minutes where we can highlight everything happening in the black community. Um, because we created Pan TV, we wanted to buy a cable station, right? But we don't have the money to do that. So we created an app. Um, but the, the larger mainstream um, platforms are how you get to the people. So if we can get on CNN, NBC, ABC, CBS, even for just two to five minutes, uh, we think it will be great. And it's something that could change the community over time. That's, That's awesome, man. That is awesome. Um, I think that I think my man, Big Flo Show, got one quick question for you before it's going to be the lead in. And it's, it's going to do it like a he's going to do it like a cross examination. It's going to be kind of yes, no type deal. But it's going to lead us to the, the next part. Go ahead, Big Flow Show. One of the big topics we have on the show coming up is talking about Coach Prime, and he's rumored to have been uh, a finalist for, I think, South Florida? He was South, South Florida. 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 He's offered Colorado, Colorado, but, uh, you know, uh, Power Five conference teams. It's been well, it's South rumors Florida, are certainly. But they should, I think they will be eventually. But anyway, how do you feel about Coach Prime leaving? I guess I, I don't want to make you just a yes or no question. I want to I give you a little chance to elaborate if you feel like it. But – if you want to just leave us a good thing, bad thing, no big deal. What do you think about that? Yeah, so I, I think it's great what Coach Prime has done for HBCU sports. Um, he's been selling out Jackson State's stadium. Uh, he got a 60-minute story. The focus on what he's doing is great. And the guidance that he gives his uh, his players, you know, from what I've seen, um, has been kind of game-changing. So I respect everything that Coach Prime is doing. Now, it's similar to kind of what Pan TV wants to do, right? He wants to go to a bigger platform, a bigger stage, right? And it seems like he deserves it. So I think that what he's done has been very helpful for HBCUs. I think it's made a lot of other NFL, former NFL players say, look, I can go to HBCU and coach and change things. And I think he kind of just sparked the idea in a lot of influential people's minds about A, HBCUs, and be HBCU sports. So I'm supportive of what he wants to do. Uh, if he wants to go to a bigger platform, great for him. I think he uh, gave back a lot to HBCUs and the Jackson State, and uh, I wish him, you know, the best of luck. Awesome, man. Yeah, I'm glad I we wish you, you the best of luck. Yeah, and we wish you the best of luck, my brother. I'm sorry, uh, Big Flow Show. Um, I cut you off there, but I'll, no, I'll I was just saying. I'm actually glad I asked asked you that question because I think you 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 kind of framed it for me a little differently. I kind of have a different opinion of it. Um, but I like the way that you framed the fact that, you know, he's just looking for a bigger platform to kind of keep doing what he's doing. And I kind of looked at it. I look at it more on the, the lines of he's doing such a great thing, but the, the, the journey's not done. And I'm worried that he leaves and it'll all unravel. I think he needs a couple more years. It needs to attract a couple more coaches to a couple more schools and to keep the popularity going. Because I think what's going to happen is if he leaves, Everybody who's all the all the the top power five uh, recruits are all going to transfer. Jackson State's going to be trash. They're not going to have it. They're going to it's going to fall apart. And two years from now, we're going to say, remember what Coach Prime did? And I, I feel like I like the movement. And I didn't think it was possible when he went down there to really change things. And now he's doing it. I would just like to see him keep it going for two or three more years 
and let a couple copycats come. And then if he wants to go, go. But that's that's a selfish thing that no one can ask of him. But I see where you're going with making a bigger platform. And when you kind of describe it to yourself, I can I can see where you're going with that. And when yeah. it happens, it's going to be covered on Pan TV. For sure. Uh, how about that? It definitely will be. So please yeah, sign man. up. Yeah, my brother, um, again, really appreciate you. Um, and I see that someone has put in the comment section uh, a connection to pantv.com. Uh, I am just like the Big Flow Show. Uh, make sure I'm going to download the app. We're asking everyone to download the Pan TV app now. That's and let's support each other. Black on Black Prime is about supporting each other, brother. So I appreciate you supporting us by giving us your time. And I appreciate the opportunity to support you with such an amazing endeavor and in being able to control our own narrative. All the best to you, my brother. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for having me on. Good luck to both of you guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, that's what it's about, man. Controlling our own narrative, man. And, and you know, you talk about the rumors of, of Dion and that story itself being covered on Pan TV, I think is going to just have a lot more credibility because the partnerships that they already have and the fact that you've got at least two, I didn't hear about the third one, their uh, technology partner, but at least two of their founders are HBCU graduates. And so um, today's episode, Black on Black Prime, is about celebrating everything that is positive, everything that represents black excellence in our black community here on black friday darren definitely did that make sure y'all support pan tv man and stop playing around um the dion story while we don't know whether or not it's true or not and you've already expressed you had some concerns with whether or not him leaving was premature and whether or not there would be other copycats we know that eddie george did he was uh, something first. similar at tennessee state hugh jackson alcorn state but Needing, needing Tyrone more. Tyrone Wheatley was there for a while, but I found that he left. Tyrone Wheatley was as well. He was at a, I can't remember. He was at Mor Morgan State, I think. He's gone though. He's he's now he's in the NFL coaching. Yeah, Mor Morgan is in, in Baltimore. Yeah, um, it was Morgan State. So well, well, well. Hopefully, people will even if Dion does leave. If if the rumors are true, hopefully more coaches will see that as an opportunity not only build their coaching career and resume, but also build a great program. Um, with uh, tradition and history and amazing, amazing resources that if we put more into those resources, um, could do even more for our community. So um, shout out to Dion, um, but but we shall see. But D the Dion story makes me think of this, this, this new story of the white recruit in Florida who got his offer rescinded from the University of Florida because he posted a picture on social media of him singing along to a, a rap song and this rap song uses the n-word and this white recruit found it uh, okay to go ahead and 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 say the word as well as he sang along with this rap song and university of florida decided that that was not what they wanted their brand to be associated with what say you man i know you, we talked about jerry jones at 14 and this particular white recruit i think he's went to nice high school there in I think what is it niece at niece is in Jacksonville, maybe, but he's in Northern Florida where if you talk about culturally, it's different than South Florida. Uh, and there, there is a lot more racism above a certain line in Florida. What do you think about this story? Was the university of Florida right to part ways with this offer? And uh, what does it say about us? We talked about using it N word, right? This is a, a, and I don't remember what, I don't know what song it was. So I'm not going to put it on any particular rap artist, but just rap in general, the N word is just, so 
commonly used in rap. And now you have this, this, this white recruit saying the N-word, gets his scholarship rescinded. Do you think that Florida was right, or is this a knee-jerk reaction for something that um, maybe could have been handled a different way? We all know in sports, it depends on how good you are, right? Had this been uh, Arch Manning, they wouldn't have rescinded it, right? But considering this is a, a kid that, you know, supposedly Florida got this guy from University of Miami that they're going to pay to, to flip anyway, they needed to make space. But I kind of don't think – I think they didn't have a choice, right? Uh, do I think the kid is racist? I have no idea. I can't even remember his name. So I'm not going to say he is or isn't. Do I think he's way too comfortable? Obviously. Now, if I have a kid coming into my program that's going to be 80%, 70% black, and you don't have enough sense in 2022 not to post that and not to think you're offended, just off your decision-making ability, how can I how can I expect you not to throw in the double coverage and triple coverage if I can't even expect, I mean, I, I, I'm joking when I'm serious. If you don't have the sense in this year, this age, this era, with all the things going on to not post that, I can't trust you. So they had to do it. So it's not even about being, is he racist? Is he not racist? I don't even care. I'm never going to meet this kid or whatever. Judgment. It's more about his judgment. Yeah, now, judgment the, guy's is name is, the guy's name is Marcus Stokes. If you heard his name in, in a vacuum, you, you think he might be black, right? But <laughs> sure Marcus Stokes is white. <laughs> He, maybe um, he got. Maybe he's confused. Maybe he right. Know. Yeah. We but you know, way you too know, much culturally, power. man, you go if you go on any social media right now and you click some young uh, stuff. These young, these young kids are throwing that word around with so much ease and not and this is getting left unchecked. You know, I can't believe how much how often I've I've seen that on videos. Like, damn, nobody's know what. I don't know. My day that didn't happen. That's what I'm saying. My day didn't happen unless they want, someone's looking for a fight. People didn't get comfortable. They felt somehow, just like you learn how to not cuss in front of your parents, you learn how not to say the N-word when you rap a song. Just skip over it. Just like you wouldn't say anything about, if your kid walked in your house right now and he was singing a rap song, the dirty parts that comes up and, you know, and, and, and your wife is sitting there, he would suddenly magically figure out how to not say them, right? And he would just fit, skip it and go to the next one. That's not censors something my son Yeah, he censors himself. He censors but himself because I can't say those Stokes. Words. Well, look, we know the song, the Kyrie, the, not Kyrie, the Kanye, the Gold Digger song. I mean, I remember just looking at people's mouths, and that was the one word they didn't say. Yeah, I ain't saying she a gold digger, cool. but she ain't messing with no broke, 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 right? Broke. And just do the radio remix, <laughs> you know. But and that's my thing, you know. I I, uh, I talked about uh, being a Peloton writer. Those people will be on there, and they'll be singing a song while they're doing a Peloton. It's all explicit music, and they would just. When he goes over things I shouldn't be saying. Right. So, yes, they should have pulled it for those reasons. I'm not saying they should pull it because the kid is racist, because I have no idea if he is or not, nor do I care. But your judgment is so poor, you can't you can't be trusted. So you got to take him out. Uh, my man, Casey Glee. Now, I appreciate, again, the contribution, man. He says, I understand this judgment is in question. However, isn't our judgment to be questioned? We continue to allow it to be used in our community. And I think on this day, Black on Black, Prime being the episode on Black Friday, and we've we've addressed it here. And I've said even let, let me just let me stand up and raise my hand and say I've I've all put myself under the interrogation light, and uh, and 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 I've said the word in terms of rapping a song. At what point are we guilty of of being the proponents for such crazy language? The whole concept. This idea of black on black crime, like I said, was started in late 70s by our own media outlets. And so I do think that we are guilty in a certain sense. I do think there's a responsibility for artists 
Uh, and I know hip hop is, 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 is supposed to be the place for free expression, but free expression comes at a cost when we keep using the word so much that it is integrated into just normal conversations. And Marcus Stokes really seemed to believe that he could say it. How do I know? Why else would he post a doggone video of him singing the song? So it does become a question of, of, of what our responsibility is in all of it. So I don't have the answer to that in terms of our own judgment. All I can say is at, at 45 years old, I appreciate a lot more of the responsibility than I did when I was 18 years old. And so um, I'm sure that he's got teammates that'll, that'll go to bat for him. He's not racist and he's just singing a song. But we do have to start owning up to our responsibility in the negativity that has been used, whether it be in depictions, whether it be in the word choice. And so um, I think the University of Florida was right, not only the judgment, but also it's like uh, by doing that, you, you are standing up and speaking up for the players that are on your roster that happen to be black and says, that, no, we don't accept that in a place like Gainesville, which is also a very interesting shall i say community and and a lot of races in the gainesville area let's just call it what it is uh, i think the university of florida got this right if they did it for all the wrong reasons i'm still okay with it um so i'm glad that he what, got what his, does uh, it say uh, what sorry what does it say to your team if you're going to just bring him in anyway you know what i mean like absolutely. i'm not even here yet you know right. so uh and 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 casey gleaton does uh, also mention that other other uh cultures don't take the most negative connotation of their culture and then turn it into pop culture we're the only ones that seem to do that and uh i'm glad that at least in this case it's found to be uh, out of bounds um let's hop into the last thing man because you know we social media is how we got here with our man marcus stokes social media is 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 how we got here and, and entertainment in terms of hip hop culture and using that um, that particular term in songs, uh, but let's come full circle because this is Black on Black Prime Day on Black Friday, and so and you know what we do on on Ball Hawk Sports Talk. It's where sports, business, and entertainment collide. We've had an amazing amazing sports representation when it comes to Black on Black Prime, um, and I love Black Watt Cycling. Support it. We had amazing representation when it came to black business. Pan TV, hopefully you guys have all downloaded the app already. I'm going to say it over and over again. And now we get to entertainment. And we also have amazing representation when it comes to entertainment. And entertainment broadly, but um, I'm going to set it up by also presenting uh, a, a, a video that I think just, it, it says everything we need to say about this next Black establishment on Black on Black Prime Day, Black Friday, the night where we're going to do this warm drive. I want to show love to some Black establishments, and uh, this is the one that qualifies as our entertainment choice for Black on Black Prime. Let me get to the file as I try to produce it. Here we go. Turn it up if you can. Hey everybody, my name is Ahmad Russell, co-founder of Cypher Life. Uh, Cypher Life is a platform that is dedicated to the health and wellness of black men, uh, but more importantly, it is a safe space for black men where you can receive information, resources, uh, and fellowship with other black men on your journey to health and wellness. And whether you're just starting or continuing that journey, 
Cypher Life strives to be the platform to support you along the way. So when we talk about what wellness is, what we're really referring to is finding your balance. And we know that black men are multifaceted, so our wellness has to be multifaceted. So we're not just talking about physical, mental, and emotional wellness. We want to tap into financial, career, social, and relationship wellness as well. So what you can expect from Cypher Life is relevant content, live events, and lifestyle products curated specifically for the black man's wellness journey. A very important part of the Cypher experience is our commitment to service. Our members are not only here for the self-care, but also the opportunity to give back. Our community-focused volunteer events include our annual Thanksgiving meal drive, our holiday toy drive, and various mentorship and health and wellness initiatives, including our most recent Colon Cancer Awareness and Prevention Day. It's that commitment to brotherhood and service that makes the Cypher a truly unique experience. Hold on, let me make sure I do the uh, the producing right. Let me make sure I get the producing right. I am honored, man, to hear something as amazing as that. I put it under the entertainment category just because it it, it, it spans so many different things. But no further ado, let's bring to the ball hog sports talk stage one of the founders of the Cypher Life, my man, Ahmad Russell. What's up, my brother? What's up, B. Brown? It's a pleasure to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Man, thank you for being here on the Big Flow Show. I'm introducing you to all these great people on the East Coast, and this is under the entertainment category. We're going to ask the three basic questions before I let you get in, because I can see Big Flow Show now as eyebrows raising. He just doesn't believe that I'm in such good company. On Black and Black Prime, I'm telling you, I got a good company, brother. I got a good company. He pays me to be on the show. Yeah. I know who trying to be in his life. He's got to pay. Hey, hey, you know, I've been growing up since college, man. I got some good friends now, man. So I, I say this to you. First, congratulations, my brother. And I ask these questions because today is about things that are established for us and by us. And the Cypher Life is indeed one of those um, amazing black establishments, things established by us. And I'm going to ask these three basic questions in this two-minute offense. The first one is, uh, when was the Cypher Life established? Yeah, so the Cypher Life um, was established in 2017, um, unofficially, um, 2017, um, at my, we did a, a, a dinner uh, called the Cypher uh, for my 40th birthday. Um, and uh, it really was about um, bringing together, um, you know, some friends of mine uh, for a dinner, you know, guys who I've been friends with for a very long time. I just wanted to have that camaraderie for my 40th birthday and have that type of energy in my environment. That's kind of how the Cypher started in 2017. Awesome. Um, so that's when it was started. Yeah. Let's, let me let me ask you this. Why was the Cypher Life established? Yeah, so um, it was really uh, a combination of a couple of different things. So, you know, turning 40 is a milestone. Um, we were right around the time of, um, you know, sort of a, a, a sea change here in, in the United States in general from a political and social standpoint. Um, you know, and that sort of came together with me turning 40 and me wanting to figure out, like, what more can I be doing 
uh, with the resources that I have within my network? Uh, what more can I be doing, not just to empower and improve my life, but empower and improve the lives of the friends that I had at that table? And, um, you know, the the community that's in, uh, you know, in our like in close proximity to where we live. Um, and it's funny because it's like, you know, it's always to me what I've found is like, you know, in our community, it's always it seems to be that the women, you know, are always the inspiration for the things that we do. You know, my wife and some of her friends that had a recent like get together where they got together and they were sort of doing the same thing, wanted to come together and have, you know, this sort of conversation and information and resource sharing event. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, I want to do that for my 40th birthday. And I wanted to call it the cypher. You know, I, I'm a child of hip hop, you know, and the cypher is all about coming together and sharing ideas and, you know, right. coming together and everybody, you know, spits a verse and they shared, you know, and they build and they have this sort of exchange of ideas and information in this cypher. And I was like, I thought that would be a dope title for it. Um, you know, and, and, and really the why was, you know, how do we take our resources as men and empower each other and help to, you know, whatever your goals are in your life, you know, how do I help to en enhance and, and drive you towards your goals? And how do you then give that to me? What's the value exchange that we can give one another? Aside from getting together and talking about sports or talking about whatever, you know, all the things that we talk about that's on a surface level, how can we dig a little bit deeper than that and really support one another and drive one another? We might've had a little We're technical, technical difficulties. difficulties. Um, I think what he was gonna say was, right, "There you go, you back now. There you go, my brother. Hey, you got me. Okay, hey, you, so... was on, you was on a roll too. I'm like, hey, yo, I won't leave me hanging like that. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. But uh, you know, so you know, we talk about you know sports and you know girls and all that stuff, and we talk about you know surface stuff. But how do we dig a little bit deeper when we get together? And I wanted right. that to be what the what it was. So we got together, and I had a very simple thing. It was like a What's your what's your give and what's your ask? So, you know, talk to us about who you are, but then what value do you want to bring to the table as a resource for others to tap into? And then also, what do you need from the group? You know, what can we provide to you to help you? You know, and we capture that information and we keep continue to follow up with one another. That's kind of how it started. And then I was like, well, we could do more than that. You know, aside from supporting one another, um, you know, how do we go out in our community and do the work too as a collective? You know, right. so that's how the Cypher Foundation was started. And that how can we go out in the community and do this impact work as a collective with our resources to not just help one another, but help this community? Because, you know, a lot of funding for community programming around 2016, 2017 stopped. Um, right. You know, families were missing meals, children were, you know, not being, you know, uh, educated well, you know a lot of the social services that you know we relied upon as in parts of our community were being cut you know be, with right. you know political policies that were being in place that were intentionally doing that we're excluding a certain group of people namely poor people black and brown people you know and i'm like you know how can we as a collective help to drive support no. for those people you know in addition no, no, to no. the work that we do so that's kind of the why long and, story and long and then the no nah, man, the, the long story perfectly it, not long story is it, the perfect story because to hear that man is, is inspiring. And I'll I'll just the, the the final question 
um, that I've asked all of these amazing brothers that have come up with these black establishments is the the who established who established the cipher lock. Yeah, so the cipher was really established by the original sort of five founding members. Um, you know, it was you know the five of us that you know came out of that dinner. There were five of us who really decided that they we wanted to um, spend time investing into you know this organization and really trying to drive it forward um and those were the original five members that helped start the cipher um since then uh myself and a gentleman by the name of anthony mason who was one of the five founding members have really taken on leadership roles and in, in, in terms of like how do we plan and how do we execute things that we want to do uh, both on the lifestyle side and the foundation side. So awesome. um, that's that's basically it. You know, it's, you know, myself and Anthony Mason uh, sort of spearheading and then that five founding members, sort of like the council um, yeah. that helps sort of guide the work that we do and figure out, you know, what makes most sense, most sense to build the organization. Brother, to hear about it, man, is is literally to give give a brother goosebumps, man. On this day on Black Friday, when people are lining up to spend money that they don't have to impress people that they don't know, um, we just wanted to use this episode to celebrate the things that are more substantive, way beyond the, the surface level, as you described. And uh, it's an honor to have you on the Ball Hawk Sports Talk this morning. Uh, Big Flow Show, man. I, I, again, man. Look, baby, this is what I do, man. My friend circles he like that. Elbows baby. of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, now again, I applaud you for what you're doing. Bring something together. Uh, applaud that. I can't believe the name was available, but okay. I was like, man, cipher. Nobody had that. I ain't got a cipher like <laughs> picked up something real nice. Um, so you know, I, I know you guys are mostly about like health and wellness. Seems like and all that stuff. Where do you get your contributions from? So, like, I saw you doing some yoga. It seems like you guys were doing some, you know, massage. Like, how do you do it? Do you, do you just reach out to local businesses or is that, are you guys practitioners in those uh, fields? Yeah. So, um, it really is about how do we bring together the resources from each of our networks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, initially, the cipher was really funded by the people. You know, we did a lot of glass, or a lot of grassroots um fundraising we would tap into our our families and friends and say hey we're trying to do x y and z you know can you please support us um and then a lot of times it was self-funded you know in the beginning so you know i'd have to dig into my pocket and you know some of the other members would have to dig into their pockets and you know try to make sure that we brought this to life because we believed in the vision you know but the plan has always been for us to expand and scale and the only way that we can help more people and the only way we can create more programming to support more black men um, is to scale, you know. So our plan for the next two to three years contributions and to have more corporate partnerships that believe in uh, the mission, um, that believe in the, you know, sort of comprehensive wellness of the, of the black man and our lifestyles and really understand the unique needs that we have as black men. So. Um, you know, most recently, um, we secured our first sort of major corporate sponsor for the Thanksgiving meal drive that we do every year. We did a turkeys and Tim's event with Timberland. Um, so this past Thanksgiving, um, what we do every year is we feed families in Newark, uh, New Jersey, where we give out Thanksgiving meals to families, um, at Zion towers, which is a housing development in Newark. Um, you know, we feed hundreds of families every year. Uh, this year, we were able to expand and scale as a result of our partnership with Timberland. 
not just doing um, Newark, but also doing Harlem. So we did Harlem River houses as well. Um, and instead of just feeding 150 families, we fed 400 families and we gave away 250 pairs of Timberlands in Harlem um, as a result of that partnership. So I think for us, the goal is more corporate partners, uh, corporate foundation partners to help us scale the work beyond just the tri-state area. But we want to be, you know, uh, a national organization. We want to create, um, you know, a digital space for black men with the Cypher Life IG page and some other platforms that we're developing we want to have in-person, in-real-life events for the Cypher Life where men, Black men can come in and can, um, um, you know, have a time where they can exchange ideas, exchange information, exchange value. But what we also do is we bring in experts in many different spaces that help pour into these Black men as well. So most recently, we did an event where we had a therapist come in and sit down with Black men. We had dinner. And then after dinner, we had this Q&A conversation with the therapist who also was a Black man. We got a chance to just talk, you know, and talk about the things that are go we're going on in life, be it work, be it personal, be it whatever, you know, and, and get the information from the horse's mouth, if you will, um, just to get that in that value exchange. Like, I want us to have fun, but I also want us to leave with something, you know. Mm -hmm. And then so another event, we'll have a financial planner come in. We'll have an estate planner come in. We'll maybe go play some golf or go play some basketball or go cycling with our sister organization, the Black Watts. And then we'll have a financial planner at some point sit down and just rap with us and talk to us about our estate planning. You know, how are we building wealth? You know, and are we doing it the right way? How can we improve on it? And that's really where those corporate partners can come in. You know, we're, we have a program that we're planning right now um, called the um, Residency Impact Initiative. And our first program that we're planning is financial literacy. And so we've, we're talking to a commercial bank, a consumer bank uh, brand right now about coming in and sponsoring that. And so back to your point or your question about how we, you know, fund these, you know, organizations or how we fund these, this programming, it really started with the people and the people believing in what we do. And now we're like, you know, we've got to got to get more dollars in so that we can do more programming and help more people mm -hmm. and bring more brothers into the fold. Um, for this networking and this building. So that's kind of how it, that's kind of the, 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 the whole thing. Man, that's my dog. That's my dog, <laughs> Big Flow Show. I know you're impressed because I am too, man. And hopefully the audience members are as well as we try to support uh, the Cypher Life and all that they are doing. And the organization itself, let's make sure, how do we support it? Make, make sure that the audience knows how we support it. Yeah. So you can go to the underscore cipher underscore life. And, you know, as we build programs, um, we will post those programs. And if you want to support it financially, you can support it financially. If you want to share it on your social media platforms, you can talk about it, spread the word. You know, we appreciate word of mouth uh, about the organization. You can go to decipherman.com and see the work that we're doing. Um, as we build the lifestyle side, we'll be doing more um monthly and bi-monthly events where black men can come and enjoy each other's company but also um get some pouring into you know and get that information so go okay. to the cypherman.com go to the cypher life um ig page and just spread the word and when we have programming just you know contribute financially if you can you know and and just continue to spread the word that's the best way Awesome. Uh, and I, I'll leave you with this because it's one thing to support it, but also we need to try to emulate the concepts. 
So the cycle life is doing what you are you all are doing through your own programming. But as you described, uh, what um, is the true mission and the true goal and reach of um, bringing brothers together for the right reasons? Uh, that could happen in Chicago. That could happen in L.A. That could happen in Dallas. It doesn't just have to happen here. And so uh, take take the concepts and the mission and and the goals and let's try to emulate those across the country. And that's what this show is about. Today's episode, Black on Black Prime, is about that. We all have a responsibility because just like the uh, the the whole phrase "Black on Black Crime" got spread by Black people, uh, the ideas and the missions and the commitments that are Black on Black Prime, like the three establishments that were celebrated today, are also a part of our responsibility to make that go viral, to make that be what we copy. To, to let's be prime in all that we do. And um, uh, I really appreciate you spending the time with us today, my brother. Go to the IG page at the underscore cypher underscore life. It's right there on the screen. Go to it now. Follow them, support them, uh, and make sure, again, that, that we try to echo uh, some of their efforts in our respective communities. Uh, really appreciate your time, my brother, on this Black Friday. Thank you for having me, and I appreciate it. And I really appreciate the platform that you've created uh, with your brain trust as well. You know, we all don't do it alone. We've got a group of guys that commit to it. So I appreciate the contributions you make, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming, my brother. There it is, man. It was it was three different establishments, three different brothers. Three different categories in sports, business, and broadly, I'm putting Cypher Life under entertainment because of the stuff they do on the lifestyle side. But all three represented that, that title, Black on Black Prime, celebrating all that is excellent in our Black communities, saying it loudly with our chest, proudly and unapologetically that everything Black is not bad. It can't be Black male, Black sheep, Black this, Black that, with negative connotations in isolation without us taking up the responsibility to depict all that is positive, all that is amazing, all the black fathers, all the black entrepreneurs, all the black businesses that are, are found in our respective communities. It's time for us to say it loud and proud, black on black prom. Um, tonight's event, if you are in New Jersey, please, because we'll be doing that again. Black EST, it's celebrating all that has been established by us, for us, but also doing so with a warmth drive. Let's give back. The Isaiah House in East Orange is the partner organization that we'll be donating all the coats and, and scarves and sweaters to. Um, this is what it's about, man. I, 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 uh, I know that we didn't have ETP today, so there's only two of us. But I think that that we 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 did the right thing in, in 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 spreading the love and sharing the space with people that are doing some amazing things. I'll give you final word before we get out of here for the day. Uh, I know that we got college football rivalry week. A lot of good games. Michigan and Ohio State for all the marbles. Two versus three. Notre Dame versus Ohio State, which could be for USC. Excuse me. Notre Dame and USC, which could be for USC for all the marbles. But every rivalry game, the Iron Bowl, the Egg Bowl. Is we just going to pass over uh, Northwestern Illinois? We're not going to talk about that Northwestern Illinois. I'm Man, come that on, one. baby. Do they call it a certain bowl? What's the name of that one? I don't know yeah. what they call it. 
don't know what they call it. We're going to call it the... This the, is... Call it the hey, but you, they moved us to the 2.30 game, so somebody thinks it's important, baby. Somebody thinks... Hey, they yeah. put us on after Michigan-Ohio State. You know, they I, say we're good games for on, later, you know what I mean? I hope my man Black on Black Thank Prime, in this Black on Black Prime episode, Reggie Farima Jr. Uh, is he your junior? Second? What is he? Eh, different middle name, but we just call him Jr. Got it. All right. Well, little, little Reg, who is not little anymore. I hope he gets some tick this week. Man. Uh, he's dressed out. This is big time. He got his first burn last week. Got a couple routes. There you go. I found out one of the routes he was wide open. He was supposed to block. Maybe that's why he was open. But hey, yeah. he got. <laughs> hey, that's the... we ain't got to tell that whole story. We're going to put it on Pan story. TV. We're just going to look right at him and we're going to celebrate on Pan TV that my man Reg was open. We're going to depict it the way we want to depict it. Um, yeah. But there are a lot of good games. Uh, we do have the World Cup going on. We didn't uh, uh, omit to talk about the World Cup because it's not important. We just wanted to be black on black prom today, man. Celebrate all that is, is, is amazing and excellent in our black communities, man. And with that, this is your boy. Well, we started off in the the the, the Windy City in the Central Time Zone with our guy, the Big Flow Show. And uh, I am your boy, B. Brown ESQ, a.k.a. the Ball Hall, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, a.k.a. Mr. Excessive Celebration, a.k.a. Breezy. Uh, and I will be Mr. Excessive Celebration tonight. Y'all make sure y'all come out to Moonshine, man. Let's, let's celebrate Black on Black on Black. That's right. You're wearing Black on Black on Black Friday. You're celebrating all that is, is pure and excellent in Black communities while also giving back. Um, this has been a great opportunity to show the greatness that is among us. Uh, we thank you for your time. Please like. Please comment. Please share. Please tag a friend. Please tag a foe. Please tag anybody that you know. The Ball Hog Sports Talk is in the building, but we can't be anywhere without you. So please help us help other people by making sure we go viral. Black on Black Prime episode is in the books. We were here without my man ETP, so I'm doing the, the producing as well. Apologies for any lags. But with that, we is out. Peace.